Hey, Giovanni. Yes. Do you want to be on top? It's Christmas. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like you, it only comes once a year. (laughs) Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's next top model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Naya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? (laughs) Yes. Welcome back to the original You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined, as always, by my my celebrity co-host, Dr. Giovanni Anaya, the Dr. Oz of fashion, <laughs> who is also the chair of the Film, TV, and Media Department of the ANTM Institute International. <laughs> Dr. Anaya, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I know it's it's a mouthful to put everything on what I what I'm holding currently. I'm, e- <laughs> I'm eagerly awaiting the announcement of your Senate campaign. <laughs> what would my slogan be? Top me? <laughs> <laughs> How about you can't top this? Ooh, okay, I like that. Can't top like this. That. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> we also okay. have uh, a very special guest rejoining us today. Can you say hello to the panel and remind us why you are wonderful? I'm James. I um, I was here last season, and I'm so glad to be back. Well, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're back. Let's dive right in and work through cycle three, episode eight. Tyra is talking to her mom about Cassie's elimination and her eating disorder and feeling like she may have failed Cassie. She tears up. Mom assures Tyra she didn't do anything wrong because Tyra is the one who needed to be comforted in this moment. This this piece is not at all... um, This piece? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm obsessed with this. This is probably one of my favorite top model moments ever of all time because Tyra is like clearly in full face as is her mother as well as her hair is base teased at the very least yeah but it's meant to look completely uh cash ended yeah like we just sat down this we're, this is normal <laughs> cameras are always here when we're having our heart to hearts mm. as if her mom doesn't live in LA full time right <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile Takara reflects on being in the bottom two Eva, Anne, and Narelle make burritos and reflect on carbs. Yaya tells in a confessional that she feels different than the other girls and then proceeds to read everyone for watching carbs, which she says are fake, basically. I mean, when she goes to Brown, so you have to believe her. She (laughs) She knows knows. things. She knows things. (laughs) So there's a knock on the door, and it's come to find out it's stylist Rebecca Weinberg, who you all will surely grow to hate within the next 30 minutes. uh, If we're doing our jobs. (laughs) It could could be 45. (laughs) (laughs) With public relations professionals Paul Wilmot and Hampton Carney. Um, They are there for an image tutorial, the three of them together. So Rebecca raids the closets of each girl while Paul and Hampton counsel them one by one in another room on how to handle the press. 
So Rebecca says, Amanda's clothes look cheap, which she's absolutely right. And Amanda says it's because she's poor. Uh, and then Rebecca's more like, uh, shut up, like work harder to look better. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, where's I the mean, lie? It, I mean, true, because it, like I am the king of high low, like I love a good bargain, but I also, you know, have some nice things. So you got to make it work. So like, you know, make some cheap stuff can look expensive as Andy Sachs. <laughs> that's that's fine. But also reading a woman because she's poor and and hasn't really invested in clothes when she has a child. It does seem stupid. Agree. 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 I agree. just enjoyed it because it was literally like <laughs> pick five things you love. And then she starts putting them out and it's like ugly. Ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly. So then Eva asks the the men how not to act like a diva because of course they like immediately tell her that and then tell her she loves being called that. And they just simply tell her to have manners. Uh, <laughs> Yaya has the is told she has like an earth mother style and that she doesn't really have a lot of variety or color in her wardrobe. And this is like a kind of, is this a foreshadowing you guys? Of what's the editors were doing their job this time around. They were. <laughs> Emmy. Emmy. They're like, we're going to build a mystery starting right here, right now. I'm like, I love a Sarah McLaughlin reference. <laughs> so, so then it gets to Anne, who says that she doesn't speak properly, to which they just respond that she ought to speak intelligently. <laughs> so never again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I also noticed in this she bends over while she's talking to them and you can see her like underwear tag. No, no. It's just... <laughs> I didn't catch that. I wasn't really, I, I'm I... not, my eye wouldn't wander over to Anne. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, so then uh, Takara's told that her clothes are trendy, but that she has no personal style. And Rebecca might think her name is actually Tokar because she constantly keeps mispronouncing her name and calling her Tokar. Over and over. I, I, it doesn't sound like a nickname to me, but maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. So she then tells Eva that her style is eclectic and comfortable. Uh, then Amanda goes in for the kill in the interview section and tells the two PR guys that she's legally blind, to which they tell her, <laughs> my, yeah, she, I just loved it. It felt so canned. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, and by the way, I'm different from all these girls, which sounded very like casting week to me. So they tell her it might work to her advantage as an emblem for other people. They're like, ooh, you should use that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, we like that. On your resume, on your objective, it should say legally blind. <laughs> <laughs> and she's legally blonde. <laughs> yeah. oh, shoot. Wow. So then. <laughs> oh. Good job, Dr. Naya. Yeah, I'm mad I didn't think of it. So then Narelle's style was, uh, they basically tell her that it's like so, it's like so junior, it's like childlike, um, which is true. I think it's fair. Narelle, who was recently 17. Yeah, literally like two days ago. <laughs> and it was, loves pink and parasilted. Mm -hmm. So so then Nicole, uh, she admits that she has sort of offbeat tastes. And makes AKA it, she's a hipster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and says that she doesn't want to act like she likes Jessica Simpson, which I was like, okay, girl. You that was, that. those are fighting words. <laughs> I could have gone square but this, up with Nicole. I think this was also like peak Jessica Simpson saturation. This was with you. This was with you, Jessica Simpson. And that was the best oh. era of Jessica Simpson. 
Oh, right before she became a billionaire. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so she admits to having offbeat tastes and they basically tell her it's cool to have offbeat tastes. Just don't kind of knock other people and just keep the negativity out of your answers if they ask you questions about things you don't like. So they tell Anne that her style is a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll, <laughs> which I didn't find either thing to be true when I looked at those hideous <laughs> things. Personally, all I saw were Ugg boots and a lot of ugly things. Like, do you guys think whose stuff is uglier, Amanda's stuff or Anne's stuff? Well, I mean, Anne does have to attend the annual hideous skirt convention, so I, I think Anne's because Anne Anne probably has money to buy nice things, but she just mm -hmm. buys things that are maybe that she just I guess likes. Where Amanda probably is like literally bargain shopping yeah, and stuff. Agree. agree. So then the men tell Takara, which was kind of interesting and funny because I actually thought this was something that. Uh, that um, Diane von Furstenberg told her that she's gonna have a great career. Like, I remember that in Kath, when they were doing the go suit, she said, you're gonna have a great career for the jobs that you go out for. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, maybe they all got it. I, that's what I'm chalking it up to is that they all got it as well, because she's amazing. Um, after having their rooms raided by Rebecca, minus the white stains on those beds, um, the girls go to dinner at Uncle Jack, which is a questionable. These girls have questionable taste in their restaurants. Like they are just like, <laughs> I don't know where they're going. Um, and we get a little talking head of Anne saying that her outlook has changed and she thinks she has a chance. Um, I think a chance of, I don't know, being the next water polo player star. It's not a being a model. So I don't know where she's getting that idea from. Tyra arrives, surprise, surprise. Um, and then she sees that the girls are eating and she's like, you know, I want some. And then she asks them to give her some of her, <laughs> their food off their plate and confesses that she's notorious for eating off of other people's plates. And that's just not someone who I would want to go to dinner with. I think we mm. all agreed on that, that it's just like, unless you're paying, yes, go ahead and take your food off my plate. But if we're going Dutch, the fork somewhere else, ma'am. <laughs> and then so the, uh, they're having the heart, the having the heart to hearts. And Chakara's like, you know, it kind of made me sad when no, um, Nole said that, America's not ready for a plus size woman to win. And Tyra's like, there's a lot working against you. You have to work just, you have to work 10 times as harder as these other girls to get even a fraction of what they have. And she's like, you know, you being a plus size model is like when Beverly Johnson and Beverly Peel and Naomi Sims were breaking out, you know, they were the first black model pioneers and like, you have to be like, not a quitter. And she doesn't mention Naomi Campbell, imagine that. Okay, but like I said earlier, Naomi Campbell's a late '80s model, early '90s. This is way before her time. Personally, I'm also not convinced that Nole has any idea what's in the heart of the average American. <laughs> I don't think uh, Nole's had anything average inside of him in general. Oh, the girls get a Tyra mail. Nicole reads, pack your bags. You have 20 minutes to leave for Europe. And then chaos erupts in the penthouse until Nicole laughs and reveals she was only joking, folks. The mail actually says, get ready for a 21st century carpet ride. Not in Europe at all. It's domestic. <laughs> you don't need to bring your passport for this ride. The girls end up at Century 21, a big department store with bargain designer clothes. 
Rebecca Weinberg is back and she challenges them to find a complete head to toe day look in 15 minutes. So then the girls just dash around the store, except for our friend Takara, who can't find her sizes and is moving very slowly. I think she's very clearly just frustrated with this whole situation happening yet again. But then they all take their clothes home and Eva helps Takara dress up the top that she got a little bit. Then they take a limo to a fake red carpet where they are bombarded with paparazzi and ask questions by by a uh, pesky reporter from Us Weekly. She asks each girl who causes the problems in the house, but none of the girls take the bait except Narelle, who says Yaya is standoffish. Takara also gets embarrassed when it's clear she doesn't know how to pronounce Gautier to the reporter, even if all the other girls mispronounce things like Valentina and Moshino and didn't get any criticism for it. I don't know. It seems weird that they gave that to her, but then didn't really say anything about the other girls, like totally ruining the names of the designers. So Yaya wins the challenge, even though she seemed in the words of Eva, these are her words, not mine, a bitch. Uh, Yaya chooses to share her. Well, she actually, the, the reporter told her that she could come off kind of bitchy, but I like that. I don't know. I would be enjoy interviewing her. She's smart. So Yaya chooses to share her prize with Narelle to help build a correction or sorry, not a correction, a connection with her. Um, the girl that she called a flake, um, in the previous, uh, scene, they have a lovely private dinner prepared by personal chefs who come over to the penthouse and, they get hit with another Tyra mail. Which arrives and asks them if they're ready to be draped in the finest silks in the world. So Mr. J pops up and tells them they're doing beauty shots with diamonds and everyone's all excited and freaking out. And the photographer is Bill Diodato, which um, Giovanni would probably call Daddy Otto, I think, or Daddy Dato mm. or something, because he's cute to Giovanni. He was kind of cute. I would, I would, <laughs> I would tell you if it was 2 a.m. and I was on Grinder and I saw Bill's picture, I'd be like, what's up, handsome? What's going on? <laughs> you, you would be hosted. <laughs> W-Y-D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the surprise twist. They're posing with a live tarantula, so you can immediately yes, you can immediately see Eva just like crapping herself. Like immediately, <laughs> I felt very bad for her. So, and one of my favorite things is that when they show them the spider, Eva says, um, "Are we, the lady the spider handler walks in with the tarantula, and Eva says, are we posing with her or the spider?' Which was cute <laughs> and slick. So." They're, they're in fact posing with a live tarantula, which will be on their hands and face. And uh, they proceed with the shoot. Nicole and Yaya do great, but all the other girls struggle in some way or another. But Eva by far is the one that collapses and freaks out the most. She's definitely trying to hold it together and you can see her doing it, but she can't help crying and they're trying to comfort her. And I felt really bad for her. And she often has to pause to let her eyes water out of fear. That night, Eva calls her mom and worries about going home and cries and cries. And all of the haters in the house talk about how she's not as strong as she says or that she puts off. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> um, Tara Mail. makes a guest appearance again and warns them that panel is in the morning no no surprise no shock there at panel 
we have the displeasure of having Rebecca Weinberg <laughs> as a guest judge. Who again. asked her? Uh, yeah, she can just, we call her evil Rebecca? She like for a guest, you know, cameo. She has made a lot of appearances. Too much. Too much. It's too much for me. I'm over. I don't even know what she did. Guest judge. Yeah, it's just too much. And the fucking white stripe in the hair. It's fucking. It's giving skunk. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> whoever told her that looked good was lying to her <laughs> and she's there to give them their panel test they are to choose from one of five hats um and build a whole look around it and they have 10 minutes um they are given a tiara which is not really a hat i mean unless you're royalty i guess <laughs> it's like an accessory just to throw one i guess yeah um a cowboy hat a biker hat a fascinator and a um kente kufi hat um sus mm-hmm. um we see the girls run up to the closet they dress themselves in their best attire i guess um nicole picks the biker hat and then adds a tiara we, we love a girl who layers they think that well rebecca thinks that she just brought too much and it was just it looked like an act but i agree she had the leather cuffs she had the distressed jeans i think she was wearing like converse and then she had the choker it was a little bit too much for me and picked the cowboy hat and paired it with a stained white tank top which was a really bad decision not sure what who possessed her the shoe boot of the moment that had not been a moment yet um she brought out the uggs this is the first time we saw them on tv i'm pretty sure and then she picked the ugliest motherfucking skirt that i think rebecca had ever seen in her entire life and rebecca was offended that such a garment was even made but rebecca probably worked at an office with a group of people that (laughs) picked this very skirt <laughs> rebecca's like, to, yeah <laughs> rebecca's like would you please put that skirt out of its misery yeah. <laughs> i just want to see like where in the devil wears prada where she explains the color and like the story of how it turned into some bargain bin that ann got that skirt <laughs> absolutely yes it literally picked from a pile of stuff that rebecca probably helped pick <laughs> um, but it wasn't even in the past. The skirt was like an like, was like an asymmetrical chevron jersey roof skirt that the Gap had, Banana Republic had, Wet Seal had. So Rebecca, I don't know what you're talking about. She looked like she just woke up. I mean, agreed, agreed. Anne um, always so- looks like she just woke up. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> or she's like she's waking up. Uh, agreed. Um, Takara also picked the cowboy hat, but looked very basic she layered two tank tops together um two tops just doing their job trying to hold up her her puppies her dogs that's why you, that's why you don't want two tops <laughs> the look still tanked gentlemen <laughs> um it was just giving basic um amanda picked the fascinator and served major annie lennox vibes she paired it with a cold shoulder plunging v-neck blouse i was ready for it um, Norel also picked the fascinator and looked the best that she had ever looked, according to Nigel. Um, but Rebecca said that she could have done a red lip and it would have made the look really pop. I agree. Mm-hmm. I and mean, she looks good. She was wearing her flats and whatnot. Um, Eva picked the biker hat as well. But they said that she, well, Rebecca said she looked cheap and looked like a go-go dancer after work. But Eva's look, look, looked good. It looked like Gucci. It looked like something right off the runway. She's wearing a, a mini leather skirt. Her top was like half zip. It was the top that she wore. Actually, that was the outfit she wore at casting. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so she was serving lots of things that day. Then we get Yaya, who picked the cowboy hat as well and just looked like everyday Yaya. It was giving stagecoach and the judges were not having it. More like Rebecca was not having it. Rebecca was offended that she picked the cowboy hat. 
it was like she she had she was anticipating the Coachella girl vibe and was like piloting that look for the for the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then the judges review each girl's photo. They say Nicole transformed in her photo. The tarantula. Into what? <laughs> what did she transform into? Not wasn't Nicole. a model. The tarantula took over Takara's photo. <laughs> Amanda gave old glamour but seemed stiff. And didn't draw them in. She wasn't modeling. She's just there, which is kind of like that's what you get with Anne's logo. (laughs) Anne gives that. Uh, Narelle didn't look comfortable and had a tense mouth. Eva's photo was amazing, except Janice said her hand looks like a baseball mitt, which uh, not not great. Janice, not a great moment for you. Yaya had the best photo of the bunch. And then in deliberations, the judges think Takara is fading away, that her personality is disappearing. Narelle is trying but not thriving. Eva is a slam dunk. Yaya is, quote, chocolate Barbarella ad campaign. Nicole didn't pull it off. Transformation was a flop, I guess. And Anne, they say, is, quote, incapable of taking a good picture and that she has no interest in personal style. Y'all, that closes the book on Anne. We're done here. Nothing more can be said. (laughs) Lastly, Amanda is resting on pretty. I wonder if that's comfortable. Yeah. So the roll call is in order. Uh, Nicole, who they just told, Nicole's called first, who they just told had no personality and wasn't standing out and didn't have star power. Then comes Eva, Amanda, Yaya, who then proceeds to get a very intense dressing down and Norell, with the bottom two being Takara and Anne. This roll call was I was confused. Yes. Uh, Tyra says, two tank tops stand before me. <laughs> <laughs> two white tanks. They both had the cowboy hat on too, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Tyra says what everyone knows, which Tokara has a big personality and that Anne is a strong competitor, but that both have lost both of those things that made them special and that they're not models. They're not even models in the making, which is really harsh. Oops. <laughs> uh, Tyra eventually calls Anne, eliminating Takara extremely unjustly from the competition. As she packs, Takara says she's really proud of herself and glad that she made it as far as she has and hopes that she's opened the door for someone else to win. And little do does she know that it'll be another seven years before that happens for another plus girl. She cracked the door. She didn't open it, really. She gave it a good pounding. <laughs> let's do a little let's do a little judging the judges i'll see you in court let's judge um let's see photos i actually really like amanda's amanda's is not that bad yeah that's good it's fine um norelle's look she looks old agree she she's like modeling for she she looks like that lady from the matrix carrie ann moss yeah i could see it Mm. Might be the smoky eye doing a lot of work. She definitely looks unsure for sure. And I, this is one of the, this is, I had said it before, but I saw some of the sheets when they were taking the pictures that were showing on the computer. And I do think that a lot of the girls had better pictures. And I just wanted to bring up too, for Tokara, I just have a very hard time believing that this is her best picture because of the other serving ass headshots she's done. I mean, the, the lotion ad, Everything else she's done, she had a great face. So I have a hard time believing this was her best one. Do I think this is Anne's best picture? Yes. Um, Not that it's good, but it is her best picture probably from the bunch. I mean, her eyebrows look good. 
Anne's looks like the cover of a mass market crime paperback, like like a book, that, a mystery that you would find at the airport bookstore. It's like, like Jadjance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it would be it would be called Web of Diamonds. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. it would. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Black Widow. Yeah. Well, and doesn't <laughs> doesn't Tokara also look a little cockeyed in the picture too? Which I'm like, she's not cockeyed. Um, and they're totally right when they liked Yaya's picture the best. It's far and away the best. One. Yaya's Yaya insane. looks like Tara in this yeah. photo. Mm -hmm. I, but also, she, she Yaya's stiff. hair is just like cascading everywhere. I know it's it looks gorgeous. like just a hair waterfall. Luxury. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I would also, love to lay yeah. in that. It shows a ton of a ton of the of the rings as well. I think mm. the only other the only other shot that does that is Eva's, and yeah. Eva's is more close up. Agreeing. Eva's shot's good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I don't know if it's and I think I'm gonna get a lot of heat and hate for this, but when people talk about iconic photo shoots and iconic photos, they talk yeah. about Eva's being in the Hall of Fame, and her, I feel like hers is just like there. Mm -hmm. It's like. Okay, she did good for the obstacles that she was going through. Um, but I feel like Yaya's is much stronger than Eva's. There's something yeah. about Yaya's that makes it seem like she was captured, like living, like moving. Um, and everyone else feels like very stilted and posed, but there's something really fluid about Yaya's shot that I like a lot. It, and it's like Yaya's like talking to you with her eyes. Yeah. Yep. I do agree with you with Eva's too. It's she has stronger headshots than this. Like I would get it for her cover girl shot later in the season. This I think is just good. Yeah, like Eva's like Yaya smizing and Eva's like almost there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Eva got graded on a curve because she had a breakdown, which is mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. I agree. Not fair. Agree. Agree. Okay, um, and then oh, ooh, we oh, forgot Nicole. Nicole. We forgot about Nicole. <laughs> is that a, oh, that's a foreshadowing. <laughs> Nicole um, looks like um, she she's the villain of Web of Diamonds, and she's concocting her her evil plan to thwart Anne's these, investigation. What is with these nails? She has, you'll like, enjoy it while you're yeah while you're reading it, but then you'll forget all about her later. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like Nicole's. Nicole's is just there. Um, who, uh, Doctor Knight? Who would you call first? Ooh, honestly, in my personal opinion, I would have called Yaya first, maybe even Amanda. Mm -hmm. Amanda's I would have called maybe Amanda second. Amanda has, has strong eye contact. Mm -hmm. Um who would I would send home? Oof. Yeah, you know I love a double elimination. <laughs> um, but I think it, this was Anne's time to go home. Jelani's like, I love a bloodbath. <laughs> send them all home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Right, James, what about you? Okay, so uh I do think that Yaya has by far the best picture. I I think I'm bummed cuz I think Narel or Narel has potential but it's just not that great. Yeah. And um as far as who I would send home, I I am not a stan an S T A N N but I have to tell you guys, I have to stick up for her just a little bit. And only because- Don't. Take a seat. <laughs> I, I met her at a meet and greet in 2005. And she is probably the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. So I can see why they kept her just for that. But I would get rid of her. And I think Takara should have been top three. Great. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, Charles, I'm gonna use your uh, government name. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
feel like I'm under arrest. Um, <laughs> well, I would, obviously I would definitely choose Yaya, just concur with everyone. I, I do think it's a really special and singular shot among these photos. And I would, I, I would murder Anne in her sleep if I had to, to get her off the show. So um, fortunately she gave me a reason here to cut her figuratively, but not literally. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about the drama in this episode as we visit with one smize to live. it's funny because the drama wasn't even between the girls it was just drama with Rebecca and who I just like don't even respect as a stylist I like I don't even know who she is anymore she was a little racist and by a little we mean extremely racist um (laughs) as then she couldn't stop being racist every time she was yeah it's like she just couldn't yeah I agree it's just like she just opened her mouth and it was just racism just coming out of her mouth um, and for someone who works in the fashion industry, very disheartening. Yeah, for Tyra Banks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, not only does she just keep mispronouncing Takara's name, she felt the need to tell Yaya that she was trying too hard to prove that she was embracing her Africanness and that she needed to tone down the Africanness just a little bit too. It was just too much for her liking. And during the room rating section of the sh- the episode she asked yaya if she was going to go on a casting would she for a toothpaste ad would she wear a dashiki what a weird thing to pull out of the air Mm -hmm. i don't recall yaya being like coming to america (laughs) yaya is just very proud of her culture yes and she holds herself to a high level of esteem which i would hope anyone would want to hold themselves up to in, in general too like she's confident she's feeling herself you know let her be her um, but what an odd garment. Like, if she was going to talk to Amanda, would she have been like, are you going to come in like some sort of fucking like leader hosen and shit like that? Is that because Amanda's fucking white? Like, no. <laughs> you know, like, that's the best thing I could get. Wow. I, no, she would know? show up looking like Helena Christensen, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get Rebecca at panel. I don't know why she was invited again. Um, and then Rebecca's like, yeah, yeah. I picked this hat just for you. Why didn't you pick this hat? Put on this hat, Yaya. Yeah. <laughs> and then Yaya's like, Yaya's like, I didn't choose the the Kente Kufi hat because it's cheap. And ain't nothing touching this hair. She also um, she also acknowledges that it's like not authentic. Yeah. That, it's it, like, that it's like it's American oh, apparel. Right, right. She's like, that's why I didn't pick your tired ass hat. But Yaya's like, Yaya is like so close to saying that it's just offensive. And then um to even like just have it as an option to be picked from um because i would love to know if there was no black contestants would that had even been an option mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and i mean they didn't give takara that same pressure either absolutely weird so it definitely um, felt like yaya bait absolutely and she didn't fall for it and then they all wanted to be like you're wrong we're right tyra seems to give some rebecca some side eye in this conversation acknowledging that what now if it's like slow-mo racist. when they yeah. can't a tyra turning it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but then she turns around and she agrees with Rebecca, saying that Yaya made the hat look like it was, quote, a piece of dookie. In the deliberation, Tyra then says that Yaya's photo is very aspirational, but that Yaya's sense of superiority would make people turn the other way. Yeah, and during the roll call, Tyra reads Yaya and says the way she carries herself seems to be like Yaya puts herself on some kind of pedestal and has, is condescending towards anything she doesn't agree with. Yaya, this is the, the gag. Yaya apologizes to the panel before Tyra says to apologize mm-hmm. and says that she heard their feedback and is going to improve. Not just that, that she feels guilty about her comments about the hat, that she disrespected the hat. Then Tyra calls her and then, so she's walking away and Tyra says, oh, well, I forgot about that part and then makes her come back and then reads her for the hat. It was truly weird and awkward and uncomfortable. And like the queen Yaya is, she handles it with class and grace and apologizes again. So it's like, I think the I think the criticism is that they're making it seem like she's not humble or that she doesn't have like she doesn't she's like condescending or thinks she's better than but for someone to apologize like that twice totally disproves that she's anything other than an actual real person that you know like yes. she heard it but let's also yeah. be really clear Yaya is better than other people like she is <laughs> super mean, smart she's super yeah. beautiful she's very mm-hmm. You know, she's very thoughtful about what all of these things mean and what what messages she's conveying with the choices that she makes. So for everyone, I I, I do feel like it is a little pathological the way that Tyra shits on her for those things throughout the cycle. Respeto. Respeto. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, it's just weird. I think that especially... I th- like if Tyra, if the roles were reversed, what would Tyra have done? Would she have picked the Kente hat? No. No. And they would have been like, but you're black, Tyra. Why didn't you pick the Kente hat? You know, I feel like yeah. Tyra would have picked the biker hat and would have it worn exactly what Eva wore. It, I think it's also, um, I think it's also offensive to assume that just because the, the Kente hat is from Africa that Yaya would pick it. Like Africa's a continent. It's not a culture. So yeah. like the, the maybe it's not even part of Yaya's background to to have that. And maybe that's why she, it didn't speak to her. Like there's all sorts of reasons why it's it's that the Africa is a country, not a continent issue is um you know it's like a subtle form of racism in itself Mm -hmm. and it's a total bummer too because really all she'd have to do she should just be able to approach that table of ugly hats and pick the one she likes the most Mm -hmm. it shouldn't even be that deep and it's like what other hat would she have picked yaya dresses like cash coachella Mm -hmm. yeah was she gonna wear the fascinator (laughs) with her fucking mother earth oh yeah that wouldn't have worked yeah well we can move on now Let's talk about this episode's uh, contribution to pop culture. Um, for me, honestly, you know, I love fashion. Um, it's going to have to be Century 21. I visited Century 21 when I was in New York and I fell in love because you could find everything there. Like there was like Galliano and I was like, um, wait, what? <laughs> um, obviously it wasn't like the real Galliano, but it was still Galliano. You could get it for $9.99. <laughs> I was very confused because where I come from, Century 21 is a realtor. And I was like, well, are yeah, they going to go buy some property? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so it, opens up, it opens a great window for them because it's like, you can look good without having to like spend yeah. thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Very important. You can wear Gaudier <laughs> without spending all that money. 
Mm-hmm. So my contribution to pop culture is slightly on the lighter side, but it's that our our friend Anne, our contestant Anne, is a horrible shoe visionary. And if you think about it, she wore Uggs and Crocs in the same season. And um, that's all. The shoe psychic. A shoe psychic. What's on Anne's feet? Anne should have been Rebecca's job and because she was forecasting <laughs> and was trend forecasting before it was even a job these annabelle bluesh or annabelle porter for bluesh she's doing her trend casting yeah. she's very into <laughs> beef milk right now oh, shit. oh my god all right so my contribution to pop culture would be yaya addressing these very reductive stereotypes of african culture i think she did it thoughtfully I think she did it with the appropriate level of seriousness. What about this week's cringe of the week? Ew, gross. There's there's cringe aplenty. Like I always say that all the time. Yeah, that's Um, true. A plethora of cringe. There was a plethora of cringe today. (laughs) There was pleather cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the thing that stuck out to me at most, I was talking to you guys about this, that at when she was giving Yaya her photo, she was just like, it's okay to dress up as long as it's for fashion and, or she was just like, it's okay to dress in your African clothing in the name of fashion. And then at that point I was like, wait, you're telling her to, that it's okay for people to just dress up in cultures that probably they don't relate to because it's fashionable. And then I was like, this is where it all started. This is where Tyra invented cultural appropriation. I feel like, Uh and I was just like, "Mm, that doesn't seem fair. (laughs) My cringe of the week was um, I'm sure it's been harped on plenty of times in this season, but it's the repeated setting Tokara up for failure. Yeah. It's it isn't you, you it isn't the same competition if everyone faces different has different setup. And it's the the lack of having her size, it's not only come up more than once. I feel like it's every episode. And it's like, I don't really understand how them exposing her to like this sort of abuse is gonna be the thing that teaches her how to strive in the in the industry. It's well, just it's, it's upsetting to watch. Agree. And it feels, it feels very pointed. It feels like, I think we said this in our last episode, but that, um, you know, they knew that she was on the show. They could have gotten her sizes. Um, it's not hard. Right. They yeah. have months to plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy. It started with La Perla and it ends at mm-hmm. Century 21. She and I, I, I think that Takara handles it with grace every time. I think she's very tired, especially after the week prior where she got into a fight with the stylist basically about her size. So yeah. it feels like, you know what, Takara can tap out around this one and just not be super excited that she's got to dig and dig and dig to find something that fits her. Absolutely. I can relate to that. Charles, what is your cringe? Well, mine would be Rebecca Weinberg saying things because Absolutely. just about every time she opens her mouth, the worst thing comes out. I'm also going to add on here that I feel it's very cringy to me to watch Yaya get dragged for for being what I think is just like a woman who is very self-possessed and and intelligent, knows her value, um, speaks confidently about things that she's knowledgeable about and that it's intimidating to the people in front of her. I think particularly Tyra, who of course chose to pursue a career instead of going to college the way Yaya did. So in some ways Yaya is getting to have it all while Tyra, you know, made this sacrifice that I think maybe she might regret and she does go to college later so of, of course that that did become important to Tyra but 
Yaya is the most highly educated black woman who's been on the show so far. And so to, for her to own, be the only one receiving this kind of criticism, I think is really frustrating. Elise, I think also got dragged for being smart, but it was different, you know? Well, she was, she was arrogant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Elise owned up to it though. She was just like, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. whereas yeah, I, I think Yaya really does care because she does want to be a model yeah yeah I, I th- yeah I agree with you Charlie I just feel like she I don't think Yaya shows arrogance but it gets called arrogant yes, and that's the hard time to see and I also want to point out that like they don't go as hard in on Norel for being like uneducated in fashion and things like that like she's like if I was being casted on a show and they're like who's your favorite model and I said Paris Hilton in what world would I have been cast? In like later seasons, you see that in casting, they make fun of girls who like don't know anything, but it's like, yeah. Norelle was the first one. She can't walk in heels. Uh-huh. She doesn't know mm-hmm. anything besides, you know, makeup and cell phones and probably two secretory tracksuits. Mm-hmm. But like, where's her criticism at? But it's because she's sweet and because she's like naive, I guess. She's like the and drag queen on perfect- Drag Race who can't sew. And they're like, you, mm-hmm. you don't know that you need to sew by now? Come on. Nina West. <laughs> And she has perfect boobs. She said it. <laughs> she is flat. <laughs> Please. Wow. Where is Takara now? In three, two, one. Breaking news. And to no surprise, Takara was voted as one of the most memorable contestants by AOL Entertainment. I'm not sure why they were taking this poll, but good for them. But where's the lie? That stands for America Online. Perhaps you've heard of them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, barely. (laughs) Since the show wrapped back in 2000 and who knows when, (laughs) um, (laughs) Mr. Cara, the body Jones signed with LA models, Wilhelmina models as a plus size model. So Hala, she got the fucking contract Mm -hmm. on her own. She's been on many of covers. She's been on B, The Next, Black Men, Black Hair, Brides, Ebony, Essence, King, Smooth, Vibe, Vixen, Plus Model, Evolve, Jet, Rolling Out, Control, Hype, Hair, and Sheen. Um, she's also appeared on multiple issues of People back in 06. Multiple covers. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there's too many to name, but she's been on multiple covers of People magazine. She also had a 14-page spread photographed by Stephen Meisel for the July oh. Black... What is it Meisel? It's not Meisel. It's Meisel. She also had a 14-page spread photographed by St- Stephen Mizell for the July Black issue of Vogue Italia. It was the highest-selling issue ever, and she was the second Black plus-size entertainer after Oprah Winfrey and first Black plus-size model to appear in Italian Vogue. Can you say groundbreaker? Just, like she, said she, yep, just like she said she was going to do. The Black issue featured significant past and current Black models in response to the blackout a black models preventing them from getting hired for print and runway jobs. We stand. I also want to add that this issue sold out so fast they actually had to reprint it again. Amaze. Her power. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tokara has since modeled for Ashley Stewart, Avon, my personal favorite, Lady Hennessy, <laughs> Tracy Lynn, Evans, JC Penny, Queen Latifah, New York and Company, and Target. Her runway shows include Hot 97's third annual full frontal hip hop fashion show. What? I that sounds like fun. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. Did that all fit on one banner? Did you notice how I just said it too? You I did. Was, yeah, you I was like, so like you work there. 
Like he uh, was the promoter. <laughs> <laughs> Lux and Romance Fall 2005. BET presents RIP The Runway 2. L Girl presents Dare to Be You. Walmart Meets America's Next Top Models 2005. And Alice and Olivia Fall 2006. Jones was also selected to be a part of the 2007 Rokaware I Will Not Lose campaign, representing the Rokaware plus size line for full figured females. She was also a correspondent for The Black Carpet, which airs on BET. She appeared on the first season of Celebrity Paranormal Project. She, she was also on, um, uh, what was it on VH1? There were a lot of things that I actually edited down. Oh, all wow. Of, all of her things, because it was too long. See, that's, that's as a queen would do. Um, <laughs> she's also recently been awarded a Fiercy Award, which, I mean, she doesn't even need an Oscar. Is that part of the EGOT for her lifetime achievement, being the fiercest contestant ever? I want to buy. I want to forget go. about EGOT. You want to be AMTM? Did <laughs> I just? I want to go to an out of the closet in Hollywood and find a fiercey in a bargain bin. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll find someone's in there. You probably find Lisa D'Amato's. Oh, you'll probably find Lisa D'Amato in there. Shit! Shit! Don't like her. Shots fired. <laughs> She launched her own lingerie line, Takara Jones Intimate Apparel, and has released her own workout DVD called Takara's Fabulous Workout for Real Size Women. I kind of want to try that out. And who wants to drop this last bombshell that we have about Takara? Uh, she dated Drake, and I think he two-timed her, but she still dated Drake. What a queen. I, don't, I love that. I don't know. That's just celebrities dating celebrities i mean the power that takara has i think this is the most information we've had on a, a contestant yeah, for real. who hasn't won who like didn't win well you know as i was pulling that together i was like is takara a bit. no i'm I, is takara the most successful model to come out of this entire franchise maybe commercial wise but there's other successful models she's probably there. in the top 10 though wouldn't you say yeah like nile demarco mm. is do you think he's up there? Like who else? Who's who's on who's on the so, but it, it, it's because you have to look outside of the scope of like media. Like I'm gonna probably butcher her name, but Leela from the college edition is a Leila very Gokul, successful yeah. high fashion model, like mm -hmm. super high fashion model. Um I mean Chantal, who is now Winnie Harlow, is another one. She's yeah. really, really, really successful. Danny Evans is really successful. Yeah. Um who I mean, Eva is really no, successful still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Yaya is really successful. That's true. Yaya has done a lot. But um, who, has anyone else been on the cover of, of Vogue? You're right. I mean, Ann Ward. <laughs> she was on yeah, but that was part of the prizes. That was part of the prizes. Oh, um, I think Jane was also, she was on the cover, but I think she also was an Italian Vogue on her own from the from Anne's cycle. I mean, so I agree. I mean, Takara has done a lot for being the first plus size model of the mm -hmm. show and like to like big to break boundaries that she has. So no one can hold a candle to Takara's body of work because it is like everywhere. Yeah. She she's also I've watched every season 75 times and watching it back this time, she's probably my favorite contestant or within the top yeah. 5 mm -hmm. ever out of hundreds. I She's agree like, with you. And, that, and I think even looking back, I think Amanda wasn't even that great. I think I gave yep. her, I loved her because she was blind when I was young and uh, like, she was like cool and unique, but like she really coasted. Takara did not cause any drama, wasn't 
evil, wasn't mean. She was, was literally just being, yeah, yeah. she was yeah. just being Takara Jones. All right. Well, this has been, you know, a very sad episode, but I'm glad that we were in it together. I'm glad that we got to celebrate Takara's legacy. Um, James, where can and continue folks to, and continue to celebrate her legacy? Yes. yes She's still alive. We love her. James, where can folks find you on the interwebs? So I am on Instagram and Twitter under as Looky Lou Boo. Uh, you can find me on either. I don't take either of them seriously and I'm not naked for the most part. So it's like PG or something. Um, but yeah, that's where they can find me. And Dr. Anaya. Um, so on Instagram, you can find me at underscore according to Joe. And then on Twitter, Jesus Christ, I think, is it Giovanni underscore Anaya? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, you can find me on Twitter there. Um, is that the non-band one, Giovanni? That's Yeah, that's the non-band one. The other one, I don't even know what she's doing anymore. Too hot for the... Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, follow the pod? Follow the pod, YWBOT pod, Twitter and Instagram. And I am Charles Jensen on Instagram and Charles underscore Jensen on Twitter because some jerk took it. Um, thank you so much for being with us again, James. Lovely to see you. Glad we shared this moment. Love you guys. I feel enriched. Yes, same. (laughs) Always. I also love when someone has to agree with me as well, too. (laughs) All right. Have a good night, y'all. Night. Bye. Bye.